podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans and joining me this week, it's, uh, it's a very literary Stop Hammer Time this week. You know that we are huge admirers and uh, proponents of the lively arts and literature is king today as, as I welcome once again our good friend, uh, author of uh, The Hammers in the Heart book, which is also a blog, and the book Irons in the Soul and his book last, uh, the year before last about leaving uh, the Bolin, Goodbye to Bolin, which is a pun. Uh, and in fact, he is a master of puns. He is a pun master. The pun he, is mightier than the sword. Exactly, as said, as said uh, Mrs. Many Punny uh, from the James Bond films. Uh, he is, of course, Pete May. Hello. Hello, Pete. Everything all right? Uh, not after Brighton. Right. No. no. We're going to be discussing the Brighton game. Also joining us, uh, one, of the, one of the best books, uh, uh, along with Goodbye to Bolin and, and Brian Williams' uh, Nearly Reached the Sky, uh, that, that came out sort of in that last season at the Bolin ground, was a, a book I've talked about a lot on this podcast. It's the photo, photojournalism coffee table type book. Uh, it's uh, um, No Place Like Home, and it's Joe Fordham's book. Hello, Joe. Hello. How you Everything doing? all right? Yeah, good. No, well, bit Slightly dispirited, yeah. yes. Now, I didn't go to the Brighton game, so I'm looking forward to this chat, oh, this debrief, this... this <laughs> horrible picking over the bones of the nightmare that was the Brighton game I was doing a show I was doing a show and I got home a little bit drunk and uh, switched the TV on to Sky Sports and there was the 3-0 the 0-3 loss and I just thought oh fuck you'd crossed over into an alternate universe yes I just thought oh Christ almighty (laughs) Um, uh, but another thing I thought was this this season, we've teamed up with Labrooks and we'll be bringing you plenty of specials. Our first is bet £5, get £20, I thought. This means that if you deposit £5, Labrook will add another £20 to your account. As a listener to this podcast, you can get this by following the link at bet.westhampodcast.com. That's bet.westhampodcast, all run together, dot com. Uh, that's how to get to that, and that's what that is. And those were my thoughts about the Brighton game. Uh, and then something heavy fell on me and I was trapped under it and I had no more thoughts. What are your thoughts though, gentlemen, about, uh, about that game? Well, I'll be honest, during the game, I actually didn't realise it was that bad until it was too late. I thought this is not, we'll get something here. We're probably going to get, you know, the first half yes. threatened towards the end and then it hit me that it was terrible and that I'd been living in a lie for the previous hour. Let me ask you both this. Uh, during the sort of at least the first half of the Swansea game, uh, we were sort of watching it slumped onto. Uh, now that we we're, everyone stands where we were, we, uh, we were really grateful to get these new seats where just everyone stands for the whole game. We were actually sort of sitting on the tops of our seats, slumped in despair. Uh, just how woeful the first display, first half display against uh, Swansea was. Was it as bad as that? It was hmm. it was kind of entertaining and that they had a chance up to the right. second goal, but it was just hammering endless crosses in uh, right, pretty right. hopelessly. Because uh, we had a lot of possession. Uh, the, yeah, loads and loads know, of possession. We had 65% possession and most of the other stats that they give after the game, we, we uh, had the lion's share of. Uh, we had a lot of shots, but not on target. I yeah, I mean, had... we, we hardly, I think Lanzini had one shot. Um, yeah, yeah. Hernandez had one poked one just dragged, wide but yeah, it was dragged it across yeah yeah they just didn't seem to have any idea you know beyond crossing straight onto dunk's head yes yes um, that was that was definitely true of the Swansea game as we didn't uh, we were sort of clueless in possession yeah, we didn't really yeah. know how we were and they seemed to think Andy Carroll was still playing nobody had told against them the, against the Brighton game <laughs> so yes <yeah, laughs> yeah, just waiting for that late run into the yeah, box yeah. head height crosses into the box <laughs> yeah. for a non-present Andy Carroll yes so yeah this uh, yes the kind of cluelessness of attack uh, was what seemed to be uh, the order for the day against Swansea, and was that was did that seem sort of? It sounds like that was kind of yeah. Again, I was blinded by the strong starting eleven. To be honest, I, I think that that was what made me realise how bad it was so late on. Mm, I was like, mm. oh, no, we'll be fine because we've got everyone that we yes. were playing playing, so this will be fine. This but then, then I realised they wasn't playing. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, but most of them were four or five out of ten. Yeah, yeah they were just best. kind of bobbing around. Yeah, yeah. On Altovich was awful. Coyote yeah. didn't do anything. Antonio, a lot of hands on hips. Obiang, Obiang had a yeah. nightmare. Right. It was a good player normally. Yes, but that's right. It really, it really. Zabaleta was awesome. Sorry, just had to say that. Yeah, Mark, Zabaleta, yeah. he was playing really well until <laughs> yeah. the penalty, and then yeah. he gave away. And he thought he might as well, yeah. He's giving away two penalties this yeah. season now. He's giving away two penalties. But he, he did put in a shift, you know, did he was yeah. the best player. No, was he? Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. But yeah, um, nobody else played well at all. <clears throat> and that's, that's worrying, isn't it? I mean, that, you know, I mean, obviously, speculation is now is now rife that uh, Bilic is going to walk or, well, not walk, but get the, get the heave-ho. Um, and the Manchester United game, uh, Jim went up to the Newcastle game and this game, and in a sense, the first half of the Swansea game. So that's four games out of nine. Um, it seems like they're not playing with any kind of application uh, and players are having bad games that uh, you wonder why they're having them because it's very early in the season it's not them you know um they should have you know had the summer off should be fairly refreshed and hit the ground running against manchester united you know i know i've banged on about this several times i've never seen a game with a with a team taking part in the game that just seemed unready to even conscience even countenance the idea of playing football it's just like they were totally unprepared like they thought it was going to be I mean they look tired and Slavin looks tired it just all seems very leggy and very strange if you saw match of the day they had those stats about we've got the least sprints and the really the least running I think we're 20th in both of those tables (sighs) in the Premier League so it really does seem they're not running as hard as newly promoted sides or anybody really yeah yeah, literally anybody else anybody (laughs) yeah Yeah, we're we're bottom yeah (laughs) very strange um I mean, I wonder. I wonder. Wonder what's happening behind the scenes. It's uh, you know, Slav is to is to a decent amount to kind of hint at uh, any sort of unrest behind the scenes. But equally, he is seeming like a man that is bewildered by what's going on and can't explain it, and is sorry, acknowledge it. It was bad, but doesn't. And I mean, I don't think there's any reason why football managers uh, have um, the onus is at all upon them to kind of bare their souls in the post-match interview after a football match. Uh, it's fine that they keep things fairly locked down and just say, you know, the basics. But I, I do get the sense that he is bewildered by what's happening. Um, and it seems that the parts of what are happening fall within his remit. I don't know why the team seems so unprepared, yeah, that, shambolic and a bit slightly unfit and and um, that they can't get it up to play, you know, Man U on the very first game of the season. Yeah. They can't get it up to play two promoted teams and show them that coming up to the Premiership is going to be hard. Yeah. You know. Yeah, these teams are coming to a stadium with 60,000 people in for yeah. probably the first time that they've done that. and yeah. Uh, and turning us over, yeah, yeah, and it yeah, shouldn't happen. Yeah. It shouldn't be the it shouldn't yeah. be the case. That, that's the fall with him. That's the fall with. Bruce. It's got that to is, be. Yeah. And got the got crowd was up for it as well. You know, yeah, the crowd were noisy at the start, but it yeah. just sort of yeah, yeah. got knocked out of them. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there was every reason. You know, there was there, there there have been certain games in the last few years, even under Allardyce, that that um, they're sort of must win games, and therefore we do go and win them. Um, hmm. There was the uh, is it last season or before. Um, in our really good season, uh, we 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 got beat. Uh, now I'm I'm confusing. I think it's last season actually. We we had those two. We had the double West Brom away. Yeah. Um, and we we t- no 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 we turned it around away at Palace. We didn't. I think it ended yes. actually ended up nil nil. Or did we win one? We won one. Yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Zaza put in a good performance. But what we did was we pressed. Yeah. And uh, we put in a shift. Mm. And it was a little bit of a kind of rot stopper. Um, because was it the previous week we'd lost 3-0 to Southampton and things just simply couldn't yeah. get any yeah. worse that was our worst worst performance and um, yeah um, and there was a response yes it was yeah. a response yeah, yeah. Um, this game felt not only in terms of kind of what it represented but actually kind of league position and points and stuff like that it, it would have turned a kind of slightly crappy start to the season to three wins out of nine and even though it was four losses 
you'd sort of go, that's starting to be a kind of average start to the season. As it is now, we've lost five matches out of nine. You know, yeah. we've lost over half of our games. And it, it really hinges on that result. It would have either been a an okay start to the season or a really poor start. And we'd have been, been become, unbeaten for three if we'd actually yeah, got a that's result right. there. Yeah. Um, so it was one of those sort of, you know, symbolic games that it feels like at least turn up, fellas. At yeah. least turn mm. up. And, and the Burnley games seemed like it was a, a corner turner. We, we went, we were one new up, we went down to 10 men and at no, I, don't, I just felt so confident that we were going to come away with something. Mm. I mm. thought we, we will probably draw, but I don't, I can't see us losing this. Everything, no. everything was working well. And then, yeah, six days later, it's the, the opposite yeah. again. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think there's, it's, it's strange. Obiang um, came out of the blocks, you know, well, didn't come out of the blocks against Manchester United. He had a really, really bad game. And we talked a little bit about this last week. Slavin's sort of man management, I'm starting to call into question because there are some strange, he is a very nice man and it might feel that, he has a slight fear of confrontation in that he would rather <laughs> yeah. drop a player. He'd rather drop a player than sort of fire a rocket up their asses. Yeah. You know, it's like um, he dropped Obiang after the Man U game. And you, you, you can't help this niggling feeling that he just doesn't fancy Obiang, even though his skill set is there to see. And I wonder if, in a sense, you know, there's always the argument that they're not they're paid so much they shouldn't feel demotivated but if if a guy's kind of going i just might be dropped next week you know i, I don't yeah. you know i'm not being made to feel that i'm yeah i think of, as a manager rates you you're always gonna yeah. give a bit more and you, you should know yeah you should know that you are rated i think obiang you know is just kind of going i don't know really whether whether you know because he's he's clearly good those those sort of moves in the latter part of that game against Burnley where we had a couple of really yeah. good attacks involving you know Lanzini back in the team starting and Obiang a couple of things where Obiang back back heels it yeah. into the but you know it's a beautiful move wasn't there with, uh, couple, with Antonio yeah, couple yeah. of very nice moves there and um and then you know Obiang has a has a shocker against uh, Birmingham. It's sort yeah. of inexplicable, but you wonder whether there is a little bit of man management there in that, uh, you know, he's just not fancied. Byram now just definitely isn't fancied because he bought Zabaleta. No. Um, I mean, the other thing was Martinez is scoring so many goals for the reserves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't, it doesn't seem to get a sniff, not even no, on the no, bench. No, 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 you would have thought... His confidence must be really low. Yeah, because you know, Carroll missing yeah. and Sacco... Yeah, and we had three defenders on the bench for yeah. some reason. Yeah. And Did he say we had plenty of options? He didn't need Martinez. I think that's Something what, that like was, that, was, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. We've got, but I don't know where they are. Very strange, yeah. isn't it? Again, it's like, I mean, there is that Pravda-type you know say positive things say you know things that sort of make sense and i think that's that's an admirable trait in his part but sometimes you do you do sort of think you seem unaware of certain issues certain problems yeah. against that swansea game something that we, we didn't talk about last week was was that um antonio could barely walk at the end of that game mm. and when he made his final substitution which might have been either uh sako or masuaku at the end um it was for someone else. I think I can't remember who it was. Possibly Hernandez. Um, but Antonio couldn't run. Antonio couldn't. And he's going. There's no one on the touchline. See that uh, he he's yes. just walking along. But it he's, happened against Brighton as well. He did got it. injured after half an hour, and he just wasn't the same player after that. Right. Yeah. He's he got had a, a terrible second half. Did he? After looking quite good for half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And you just thought, yeah, take him off if he's not. Yes. Very strange. He's relying him so much. Yeah. So yeah. He's scared to. It was very strange. Again, fit, yeah. Against Swansea, um, they ended up moving him up front yeah. so that he didn't have to run too much because yeah. he just couldn't. And that was, that, was, that was for everyone to see before that when he could have uh, made a different substitution. Um, yeah, that's a kind of a park football move. Where we've got no, you've got eleven men, and you, you know, someone's injured, yeah. so you just chuck yeah, them yeah. up top yeah. just to see out the last two. That's not a Premier League no, no. move to do. And, uh, <laughs> it's and, very know, strange. Two games in a row, Hernandez is pulled off and clearly angry about yeah. being pulled off. So he's, he's the best so, player we have. So he's pulled off <laughs> and an injured, limping Antonio yeah. is yeah, left on. on. Yeah. Just crazy, crazy. And I wonder, you know, I suppose we, I suppose we are by default onto this subject now. And we talked a little bit about this in the pub, is, is you know, the, in, in the possible new manager scenario that we're talking about. Often uh, managers bring... You know, a whole new backroom team 
with them. Uh, and talking of backroom teams, you wonder whether Bilic is getting good advice from his uh, backroom staff because there are quite palpable mistakes that he makes that we, you know, with the benefit of sort of objectivity, just looking at the whole game, uh, see. And he seems to see a bit bit later sometimes. I yeah. mean, Allardyce was the same. I think it sometimes is hard because you see, you know, you see these players week in, week out, training and we day in day out training and we only see them you know in the 90 minutes they play at the weekend but actually that might give us a certain degree of insight i'm not saying that we should hold (laughs) flashcards up with pieces of advice for slavin on but um he does you know that was an an extraordinary case in point was that there's a player that clearly had to come off and he left him out there and you're going you've got 10 men now because this guy can't run this guy can't run. You, you know, that's what substitutions are for. As you say, it's a park. It's yeah. like park football. And you've got Ayu and players yeah, on the bench. Yeah, who anyone could have come. Play his role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone could have. Oh, Hernandez, he could have left Hernandez yeah. on who didn't want to come out. It feels like bad management of Hernandez. Twice in a row, you've fucked him off conspicuously yeah. Yeah. inside of the 90 minutes of a football I, match whilst praising him for saying, uh, uh, he's great. He does a job for the team every time. Next week, I'm going to make him play in a shopping trolley yeah. wheeled around <laughs> by James like, Collins. I feel like we've already West Hammed Hernandez. You know, he's, yeah, he's come yeah. with this like, one in two goal ratio for an illustrious <laughs> career. And then we, he's come here and he's yeah. like, Forget all that, mate. Yeah. You're at West Ham now, and you, yeah, you, that shower. That it's all downhill. The, the, the sort of uh, actually sucks rather than driving. Yeah. Just sucks <laughs> yeah. the talent out of footballers. We've done it to hard out of it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Well now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, God, who have we done that to over the years? Uh, Rebroff. Yeah. Joe, yeah. Nothing for Sergei Rebroff. Um, Joe Hart. It's not going too well. Yes, not going well with Hart. Um, uh, two spells of Lee Bowyer. I mean, yeah. the second, he was a little over the hill, but the first, he was like, Leeds didn't want to let him go when no. we bought him. And um, and then they were pleased they'd let him go yeah. after <laughs> the first game. He just did sort of nothing for us. We saw David Bentley once, David yeah. who was Bentley? really good at yes, Blackburn yes, and yes. did nothing for us. Though he, something must have gone wrong with David Bentley yeah. because he more or less retired after. I think he's done yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we were stammed him. Yeah, 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 we yeah, stammed yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we must have got that machine and taken it <laughs> yeah. from Upton Park to the new stadium. Take a yeah. seat, Dave. I've got a word. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll have a word here. Yeah. Yeah. Just put this on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> put this on. Is it a hairdryer? Uh, not quite. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, Bilic has, has got that man that looks like he's a mechanic in a, in a garage <laughs> yes. in Split. Looks like, looks like the no-smoking, as we said, looks yeah. like the no-smoking rules in the stadium are really hitting him hard. Yeah. <laughs> he really wants sort of like leathery yellow skin and a sort of dye job hair. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you just wonder whether, you know, Slav's getting any sort of support. I mean, I often think when, when a managerial change is possibly on the cards, I sometimes wonder, get them some help. Get someone else, you know, rather than yeah, all or get the kind a defensive of, coach. You yeah, know, maybe, the yeah. sort of the yeah. the price of paying a manager off when you're going to kind of sack them or early. Maybe there's a salary to give to someone else that that, yeah. that you could get them to come and help. But but I guess you know managers don't want that. It sort of seems it seems possibly undermining to them. the ego. Maybe coming yeah, into it yeah. as well. Yeah, but you just wonder if he's getting any help at all. And is Dixie giving him advice? I don't know. Just yeah. only on brands of cigarettes yeah. and yeah. golf swing ways to get in free spearmint <laughs> rhino uh, yeah yeah very very strange um, when Slavin first came uh, as a by way of welcoming the new manager to a team we t- we always on this podcast take an interest in the um, talking of spearmint rhino when, when Pardew started we Jim and I both <laughs> started going there every week just to understand the manager's mindset um, um, when uh, whenever M. Grant came in I began getting up at midday <laughs> just really doing it he's milled around the house you know and uh, and um, obviously when uh, Slav came you may remember we took a very keen interest because of Slav's playing guitar in a, in a heavy metal band in uh, Croatia who in fact uh, I think performed the 
the team song for the Croatia, one of the 2000s World Cup things. Fiery Madness, the song was called Fiery <laughs> Madness. And we took an interest... We could do with a bit of that on the pitch. We yeah. could do with a bit of that, yeah, yeah. We took a, we, we, so we took an interest in, uh, in each week's uh, Croatian top ten, uh, the Croatian t- charts. And given that this may be one of the last weeks in which uh, Slaven Bilic is our manager, I thought I, I went online and I took a look at... Um, the Croatian top ten. So I'll just give the uh, in in old fashioned uh, Alan Freeman, Alan Fluff <laughs> Freeman style. I'll give the uh, rundown of this week's Croatian top ten. <clears throat> At number ten, it's Spicy Legs by Fantastic Anya. Number nine, it's Treadmill with I Am Inside You. Number eight, it's Sex Diesel by Pudding. Number seven, it's Bye 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 for Bye Byes. <laughs> number six, it's Sad Leon with Buried Love. Number five, it's Your Avatar is Internet by Electric Men. Number four, I Can't Swim by Credit Check. Number three, Beautiful Lady by Bulge. Number two, Fresh Bedding with These Are Your Teeth. And at number one, it's Clocks by Coldplay. (laughs) uh, Yeah, that's this week's creation top ten. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a fa- I haven't heard of a lot of these bands. I have to say, uh, a lot of the bands. That Bulge, I'm familiar with Bulge. Bulge are a great band. Yeah, uh, they're t- they're two members of uh, Length, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, and one member of Judas Priest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Priest Length, they were going to be called. That uh, Rob Halford from Judas Priest sued. Uh, yeah. Um, Talking of the lively arts, Pete, now you are doing an event with Brian Williams, uh, who is a good friend of this podcast and wrote the book Nearly Reached the Sky, one of the last uh, one of those books, which I mentioned earlier in the in the last season at, at, uh, at the Bowlin. You're doing an event with him, which is the Newham Word. Why don't you tell me, Pete? It's the New, Newham Word Festival. Which is a spoken uh, word festival. Yes, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's at the East Ham Library, November the 14th. November what time? Uh, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. It it's an evening event. And yeah, he'll be talking about his new book, Home From Home. Home From Home, which and is I'll be talking with, about Goodbye to Bolin. Uh, the, the Home From Home about his uh, optimism about the move from. Uh, yeah, I suspect Bolin it's all about how he absolutely loves the the, uh, the London Stadium. stadium. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he does love that stadium. Yeah, yeah, uh, you yeah. can't keep him out of so it. So you'll be chatting. Uh, you'll be chatting about that uh, uh, in the Newham Word Festival on the fourteenth of November at uh, East Ham Library. Yeah, excellent. that's right. Very yeah. good. That's excellent. Uh, I'm going to go to that. Oh, cheers. Excellent. I will go to that. Oh, yeah. go that sounds that. great. I might go with you. Oh, yeah? All yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So you're there. drunk and shout things out. It's exactly well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. right. I'll stand behind yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, um, Joe, you've got something. You've got something as well. Very exciting. Yeah. Uh, it, it is a zine. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it carries in, in a consistency of branding, it carries the same name as your book, No Place Like Home. That's out of laziness more than design. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so it won't take much to guess that it's called No Place Like Home. Uh, and it's um, now the fanzine, uh, the, as we've mentioned, and we had many people, including Pete from uh, Fortune's Always, Always Hiding. hiding. Uh, when Jim and I started doing this podcast a decade ago, we wanted to do a kind of uh, an audio thing in the spirit of uh, Fortune's Always Hiding, which was a fun fanzine uh, by very stupid people about West Ham. And uh, uh, Joe has come up with a zine. Zines are sort of back in vogue uh, very much. Uh, I've been involved in one zine and I'm about to be involved in another zine now. It's short for magazine. It's short for magazine. Yeah. Instead of, like a lot of things, they, they take the first part of the word as the shortening of the word. They've taken the second uh, part and that's, that's how they've shortened it to zine. From it's magazine. great on words with friends, you know, it counts as a, as a word. Oh, Scrabble. Does it? Zine? Yeah, zine, yeah. It's does always, it yeah, if you've got a Z, yeah. Ah. It actually officially counts as, wor- as a word. Does it? Yeah. It's been an official Scrabble word for a few years. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find Not out a lot when of people that know happened. that. Yeah. Yes, no, good, good use of a Z. Um, uh, a, a woman I know named her two children Xanthi and Beatrix uh, because she felt it might help s- scrabble with when, <laughs> you, when one letter goes into yes. in two words, when you can use one and Ooh. you can use an X in two words, Xanthi and Beatrix. Yes. And that's partially why she became pregnant with them. Uh, <laughs> that was her intention. And she... <laughs> When she lured a man, when she, when she, <laughs> roofied, when she roofied a man into her premises. <laughs> I'm using the word premises kind of in the wrong way because it's not like she had a shop or anything. Uh, drug and sex well, it shop. happened somewhere. It must have happened somewhere, yeah, in some kind of premises. Yeah. 
you have to look at the terms of the lease to, because there's <laughs> yeah, the demised yeah. premises and the premises that aren't demised. And I don't know what demised means in that context. Dead. <laughs> Dead premises. Um, this, no, this is all getting a bit Fred West. So um, let's, uh, yeah. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. So, we think possibly that Slav's days, oh, it feels, you know, there's been a lot of chatter that, that this has got to be, you know, um, slightly signalling the end, tolling the bell uh, for Slav. Um, he's got two games this week, obviously. There's the cup game and there is an away at Palace, which often is a little bit of a, you know, can be a bit of a sort of turning point for us. You know, the a game I bang on about... Uh, ad nauseum on this podcast is our excellent uh, complete change of formation due to Kevin Nolan's injury and beating them 3-1 in a display of fantastic liquid football (laughs) under Sam Allardyce which shouldn't (laughs) happen but did Uh, and then you know stopping the rot last season uh, with the with the uh, the chatty 1-0 so that is a game that you know We've absolutely got to at least put in a performance yeah. in that game. They are also the bottom team in yeah. the division. <laughs> but they've they've beaten Chelsea now, so we're not. Yes. You know, yeah, it's they're not, looking a lot it's better. It's not you know yeah. all defeats and enter West Ham anymore. We can't use that. No, yeah. and they've so got they, good they've, players. Yeah, so they've got you know they've yeah. got good players. You know, Zaha's good. Uh, Andros Townsend is great. You know, yeah, I take him. You know, I, I sort of felt that a move for him at some point is something we should have done. You know. yeah, it seems like he, I don't know how he ends up at Newcastle, then Palace. It's like no, an opportunity like, missed. Really yeah, opportunity yeah, missed yeah. I, you know, I think uh, he, he, it's, you know, we should have gone in for him. Yeah. Um, but you sort of think that if we, if this week doesn't work out, I mean, that's absolutely surely got to be it, really. But then, who would you get? Well, this is it. Yeah. I mean, the, some of the names that you see are uninspiring. Yeah. Today. Even just the amount of people linking us with Kuman is like he's just yeah. been sacked because they're worse than us. But yeah. as you said earlier, but, yeah. As you said earlier, what what Kuman's sacking means is that we're sort of now third in the third in Leicester. Leicester. Yeah. yeah, After Leicester and Everton, we're now third in line for exactly. for any free good managers that happen to yeah. be out there, and probably prepared to pay less than what those guys yeah. would pay to get out of that trouble. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And I mean, I've heard us link with Pellegrini and Mancini, but I mean, would they come to West Ham, you know? Uh, yeah, I worry sure. about those, you yeah. know, people, yeah. people talk about getting a quality manager in, but it, what worries me is that aren't they used to having massive, limitless pockets yeah. to just go out and buy, you know, Paul Pogba or yeah. someone like that? Yeah. And we, you know, I don't, I'm not sure that um, there's a, you know, a level that we're at that a really good manager could thrive. I, you know... People were saying that Benitez does a good job with limited resources. Does he? He was at Real Madrid. Yeah, <laughs> on what a, is that based? Yeah, is, and then he was at first. Liverpool. He was at Liverpool, Inter, <laughs> yeah. Real Madrid. Yeah. And, and they didn't like him at Inter and he got fired. So, I mean, you know, he's been at really big clubs. Is that's based on his current job which yeah. he's been moaning at mm. for the past few months that he hasn't had enough money exactly he <laughs> moans about not having enough money yeah. all the time he had 227 million in his time at liverpool i mean that might actually be latter julier as well as benitez but uh they spent 227 million in about three or four years on footballers and they ended up with one that was already there uh <laughs> gerard and torres uh, yeah those was the, you know and they shifted out good ones constantly you know they yeah. shifted out bellamy who was fit and banging goals in yeah. and they sold him because he was sort of wasn't glamorous and wasn't from the continent but you know yeah, crouch like, went as well didn't yeah, he? yeah crouch proven goal uh, scorer yeah um so i you know i've never seen anything he's also a horrible david brent type man <laughs> yeah he's uh, like a a waiter at the end of his shift he always looks a little bit disheveled yeah he's a little bit you know he's a yeah. little bit kind of Florence, through the he's mill. Been helping himself to the <laughs> yeah. wine, and he uncorks the wine. He help, helps, keeps helping himself every time. He's sort of like, you know, I just don't see it, uh, you know. And similarly, they kind of go, you know, he did well with a bang average team in the in the, but it, it's not. They they were in the championship. They were like us when we were in yeah. the championship. Expect- we came up because we were better than the championship yeah. teams, and that's why Newcastle. And could he work with Sullivan, who fancies himself as director of football? Yeah, and yeah. Likes to sign players, you know. 
Well, I mean, I, th- I think I think possibly in a way you do need to, and this is sort of where kind of um, good management practice comes in. Is that I think you do need a manager because they are sort of eccentric. Those two, you mm. do need a manager who's going to come in tell them what they're going to do and make it seem like it's their idea. You know, you've just got to sort of slightly indulge Sullivan a bit. But if you kind of go... When Anodice had a system, and I think he probably stood up to Sullivan. Yes, I think he probably did. Uh, But his system was boring and wasn't going to go anywhere. And he, he also, I think, you know, ultimately showed us how he could take us down, which was just no, not enough goals. Yeah. His philosophy... Was defensive end of end and was was wrong. I mean, the stats just you know absolutely show that. Thirty eight nil nils will keep you up though. You, That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just about. But I mean, the stat <laughs> I always use with Allardyce, and let's not bang on about it. But, but that middle season we got, we, that was disastrous. His middle Premiership season, yeah. uh, disaster from beginning and end, unpleasant to watch, pretty much the entire time, uh, and we were in huge jeopardy. And had we not won those games in that March run, we would have gone down. We got 14 clean sheets in that season. 14 clean sheets. Which, if you said to a football manager, if I guarantee you 14 clean sheets before the beginning of the season, would you take that? They would bite your arm off. Yeah, absolutely. We contrived with 14 clean sheets to lose 20 games. So after over half our games, we lost. We lost 20 matches and didn't lose 18 matches. Um, 11 wins and 7 draws I think we got but f- we somehow contrived to have 14 clean sheets and lose 20 games of football and that's due if, if so then if clean sheets are not the problem you're not scoring enough goals yeah. that's what's happening and that happened all the time you know his, his uh, last season so the third premiership season the second half of that season you know bearing in mind this is Sam Allardyce's clean sheets that's his mantra his mantra the second half of the season, we got five clean sheets. The first half of the season, we got four clean sheets. The first half of the season... So the second half of the season, we got more clean sheets. We got 16 points. That's relegation form. That's yeah. 32 points a season. The first half of the season, we got four clean sheets. That's less clean sheets. Scored 30... Got 30 points. 31 points. So we got nearly twice as many points with less clean sheets. Shut the fuck up about clean yeah, sheets, yeah. Allardyce. Yeah. Shut the fuck up about clean sheets. You're just wrong. Yeah. Score more fucking goals than the other team. Yes. All the evidence about your clean sheets is wrong. Teams finish above you with less clean sheets and they finish below you with more clean sheets. You know? Yeah. It's just bullshit. And uh, that's a man showing you how he will eventually take you down. Uh, you know, so so one and a half out of his three seasons uh, in the Premiership were shit. Yeah. And in a way, that last season, he threw away a really good opening half by changing the team formation back to include Kevin Nolan and Andy Carroll. You know, having yeah. got a good shape and a new system he went back to 4-5-1 because Andy Carroll well and Valencia got injured already got a teacup from various ridiculous things yeah there were there were other things involved but he basically I think really enjoyed going back to his 4-5-1 yeah oh yeah he loved his those circumstances were bits of bad luck Sacco got injured as well didn't he so I mean it's not you know to, to to mitigate what I'm saying he did have some bad luck with those things but I you know you know he wanted to get Kevin back in the team Instead mm. of um, yeah, it was a year past his sell by yeah, date. Instead at least. of downing yeah. at the tip of that triangle, which were um, diamond, which worked brilliantly. Yeah. he was desperate to get Kevin back in and mm. did so. Changed the whole thing to accommodate him and Carol as well. So you know, um, yeah, I can't. So can't we're not having Big Sam back then. Yeah, no. yeah, I can't remember. So you're saying you don't like him? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah no, I don't like him. I think he should go on. Well, here's course. a thought. What about Par- <laughs> what about Adam Pardew? Would he, no, would he fancy it? No, he was, it, there's got something goes. He'll go after Chicharito's wife and his <laughs> girlfriend. Yeah. So he'll, 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 yeah, I mean that's the other thing, isn't it? Is that is that you know you'd say Claudio Ranieri took a very took a bang average yeah. team and won the championship with them, but then what happened the next year? I mean, they lost Canto. Well, I think I'd take yeah. winning the league and being rubbish yeah, the next sure. season, yeah, yeah, personally. They'd dine out on that for years. Yeah. I hadn't thought of Ranieri. But I, he I, seemed I, I, to lose the dressing room. And, the, you know, the fact that, you know, they lost Canto, but the second Ranieri went, 
the man with whom they had won the championship, they started playing better again under Craig Shakespeare and mm. uh, sort of eased themselves out of trouble with some yeah. really impressive wins, yeah. having been shit under Ranieri. So something went catastrophically wrong there. And, and so you think, oh God, even, you know, so not Ranieri then because something goes wrong. Something always goes wrong with Pardew. Something sort of calamitous. Yeah, he has, yeah, he has a good run and yeah, yeah. loses seven on the trot. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. But also something happens behind the scenes, like Southampton let go of Pardew um, in the <laughs> yes. wake of a 5-0 win. They beat yeah, yeah. someone 5-0 and he was sacked you in the to, Yeah, after. you have to question how he celebrates those wins. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <Yes>. Ladies. <laughs> a, big, a big cake in the shape of a 5 and a 0 <laughs> arrives at the, at the board of directors' wives' houses. <laughs> this is a cake made of cocaine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just, um, just terrible. So, so, you know, you go, who are the good ones? Yeah, who I, are the good ones? I don't know what, as a fan base, we're expecting either as that no, kind of no. next, what is the next level? I don't, I don't know. I mean, is there a promising championship manager? That's you know, what you think, I mean, isn't there? Who, I mean, who, who is there out there? There yeah. are starting to be, you know, I think I was aware of Pochettino as a player, uh, but I didn't know that he managed. I had no idea yeah, where that yeah. guy had gone, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are turning into a managed silver, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, Wagner's doing really well. Wagner, you know, these guys are starting to turn up that I now, because I don't, you know, I just don't have Sky Sports and I don't follow the ins and outs of continental football. I just don't know who they are. And yeah. they turn up and they're quite good, uh, some of these guys. Southampton seem to just pick another one out every, every mm. year. Mm. They get someone decent, you know, decent enough. I don't know who they've got. Not, uh, not De Boer, though. Uh, no. <laughs> no. That, that went wrong, didn't it? Um, yeah, I mean... Um, I mean, actually, Koeman was a good manager at Southampton, was, yeah, wasn't yeah. he? So I well, you wonder what's out, happened you know, this cause... season. I mean, there's been a massive revamp this season, and also they've just lost a man that will put the ball in the net yeah. for you. I mean, that's just one of the most nailed-on strikers in the last yeah, 10, 15 years of football. It's 20-odd goals a season gone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he find him somewhere bought else. endless number 10s, didn't he? And yes. Yeah, replace yeah. Him. Playing the money ball game there. Yeah. Replace Lukaku with five people that can score 20 goals. <laughs> that should be yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, uh, you know, Rooney was a sort of an okay call. He's still got yeah. something in him, hasn't he? That goal yeah. of the weekend was good, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know how much that was forced on him, though. Maybe he was available, so people were leaning on him. Like, yeah. you have to get him. You can't not get him. And he's probably thinking, well, I don't really want him or need him. But... They quite like their ex-man use, don't they? Neville. Yeah. Uh, Phil Neville. There's been a couple they, of they, others. They How- Howard. He was quite good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah, yeah. Actually. yeah, Howard was good. Yeah. He's not in England Gibson. anymore, is he? No, he went, he went yeah, back yeah. to the States. Uh, is it Gibson they got? Um Oh yeah, they got Gibson, Gibson the ex, yeah. 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 And then bet. lots of them went on to Sunderland. To yeah. That's right, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. the, that's the yeah. stages yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. two yeah. stages down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, <clears throat> yes, so uh, uh, who knows? I mean, just who knows outside? I don't, but, yeah, I don't people know. are talking about trying to entice Eddie Howe away from uh, Bournemouth. I you know, on current form, should he be in a, a job? Yeah, that's right. It, that's right. There's no one that's kind of, Got a blemish-free record at the minute. You'd say, no. okay, yeah, he's a great choice, Dyche, but he's probably going to go to Everton because they're yeah. first in the queue now. And we uh, don't know if Dyche can play attacking football. No, he's good. Um, yeah, he's no, good. You're right. He's a good solid he's back four, had, yeah. but yeah. yeah, yeah. Would he fit in at West Ham? I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, you can't. You're sort of um, Pulis Allardyce type manager. I don't think you, can, you can't play that football in a sixty thousand seat stadium. It's no. just. It, you, it doesn't have to be stepovers and flicks and those whatever those things are called Rabonas 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 it doesn't have to be that it's just got to be progressive you know it's just got to be yeah, progressive just, yeah. Um, but but also putting in a shift yeah, and, you know, yeah sh- that's right it doesn't, some energy. it doesn't take yeah. much as you say you know at the Brighton game People were talking about the atmosphere, but you said that the fans were up for it at the beginning. Yeah, you've only yeah. got to keep that plate spinning. You've just got to keep the fans yeah. up. You, you know, just needed a couple of big tackles. Yeah, lively and, and involved. And, or yeah, just co- challenge for a header in the, yeah. in the penalty box. And yeah, yeah. Don't go one or down and that'll keep us going. Uh, the thing about that Sacco back post goal against Swansea is that's the sort of goal Sacco scores. I sort yeah. of mm. think, you know, he's you know he's injured again now, which is annoying. But clearly that... Um, 
You know, I think that's a strange philosophy is, is uh, I said this last week in the podcast, but, but sort of slightly kind of going, um, okay, we're reluctantly going to keep you, but we're not going to play you very much. Is That's cutting your own yeah. nose off. You're not punishing him by doing that. It would just go, okay, well, I can just rest up and go and play for another team in, in yeah. January. It's like, why don't you just play, you know, run him ragged for 90 minutes every time? Because he's a good player. Yeah. And you know, and he probably deserved his place, didn't yeah. he? After scoring, yes, that's right. And it's, but it's Swansea, so, exactly yeah. the sort of thing he does: is is get in the area, get in the right position, yeah. throw himself at something. Yeah. Again, in the last game at the Bolin against Man U, he mm. sort of threw himself at something, didn't he? And went in. Yeah, and uh, you know that's exactly what he does. And uh, um, you know that feels like a strange sort of philosophy. Is kind of going well. You know, I don't like you very much, so you're going to get just play for a bit every match, and it's yeah. just well. You know. I felt a bit for Hernandez in that Swansea game, really, because he, he came off and then pretty much instantly Masuaku put a lovely ball across the yeah, box yeah, and yeah, Zacco yeah. just put it in. He's like, yeah, oh, I would have yeah. done exactly yeah, that, but I'm sitting over here now. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and you know, the man manager of Hernandez is visibly pissing off two games in yeah. a row. No yeah. service at all. No. It? And you do wonder whether they just benefit from a different voice, you know, whether they've just got well, fed up with Slavon. That's but. right. I mean, I think... Um, he does have little fixed ideas. It's like, you know, this... Somebody said that uh, um, there was a mood in the dressing room when, when he kept playing uh, Antonio at right back mm. uh, that, that people were going, I don't, really, I don't really trust him. I don't, you know, this is sort of... He's doing these strange things and he's got yeah. a plan that he's not telling us and it keeps not working. And selling Tompkins must have been quite bad. Yeah. For morale, I would have thought. Yeah. yeah. That was a dud move. Yeah. Where does the captain's voice come in here, though? You know, where does Noble then say, what's going on? Yeah. Why are we doing mm. this? Step yeah. up. Yeah. And have a word. Absolutely. Um, Why are you still playing me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting, those, you know, the back heel from Obiang in the build-up to that um, uh, goal at um, Burnley, uh, non-goal at Burnley, but that attack, yeah, you know, yeah. the, that, that sort of move. It's interesting because I was thinking about Noble and, uh, you know, he obviously he, he has been and is a, a great player. I think he's been very sort of damaged by playing in shit teams, being utilised in several different ways. In a way, his jack-of-all-tradesness has actually damaged him because he's not a sort of sitting defensive midfielder. He could have been a kind of an attacking midfielder, which is how he started, in a sort of, you know, Lampard type or uh, Aaron Ramsey type mode, but was just told to sit and defend. But he is also from a generation that... Um, don't put bend on the ball and don't ah, have those yeah, kind of, yeah. don't have those tricks. The most, <laughs> you get the feeling the most modern footballers, you know, like ball juggling and are keep trying to put bend on the ball and, you know, yeah. hit the crossbar mm. with it and all that sort of stuff. Uh, cause he doesn't do step overs. He doesn't do back heels. No. He doesn't do, uh, Ribenas. He does, doesn't yeah. do, you know, he is from an old fashioned. Yeah. He's just from mm. when that generation tipped over. It's that textbook check back every time. Yeah. He's, he just turns it back and then just goes for an inside pass. Yeah, and, and it ends and up... you know when it's yeah, coming. that's right. And that sort of move is not his game. And a lot of modern yeah. footballers are good at those sort of backheeling it into the path of a runner. And yeah. they're doing those sort of things. You know, because like Decanio, we were always stunned by how skillful he was except with any form of dead ball except a penalty and nobody's the <laughs> yeah. same no one, they, neither of them could take a corner neither of them could really take a free kick no. unless it, they just blasted it and they didn't put anything on the ball no bend no, no. slice no backspin none of that and players just didn't you know and uh, in a funny way Joe Cole was so Joe Cole didn't really um, he was fantastic with the ball at his feet in the same way that Decanio was, but didn't have a lot of tricks, really. Yeah. He just, the ball stuck to him. That was his talent, is the, the ball. Boy, that ball stuck to him. Uh, and that was, his, that was his enormous ability and his vision, his range of passing. Was, you know. Sad. Joe Cole was a really sort of sad. He should have been a massive star for England. I think. Yeah. Played in the right position, like number 10, you know. He showed that, what was it, the... Was it 2000? When did we play Sweden? He scored that. He scored a really good goal, didn't he? 2006. Yeah, so that was kind of around his sort of peak time. Or two. It could have been 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 two. two. Yeah. Might have been two, actually. Could have been yeah. two. The chest and volley, right? The, yeah, yeah, it's got a really good long. Right about then, he was hit, you know, he was... Yeah. But it just didn't work out. As, 
I think it might have been two. Two is where we beat Greece with the Beckham free kick to even get there, wasn't it? Because that was in 2001 and then the finals were two. And then two... I think it might be So Argentina, the penalty. Yes. That was that one, actually. Yeah, yeah, it must be. Owen got really injured. Really bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was two. Trevor Sinclair is fantastic. Yeah. Cameo, after which he was never seen in an England shirt again. You know, more or less, what he turned that game. Because he came on, didn't he? Someone went off. He turned the game and was never seen again. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. It's bizarre. And then his subsequent form for the Hammers was not good. And I oh. think something happened slightly in his brain. Yeah. Because we, he, we got relegated, didn't yeah, we? we in, yeah, we were we saying season two or three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we better wrap this up. Uh, just as we're starting on our interesting nostalgia. <laughs> we might have to what about forward. Michael Carrick? He was good. Ah, he was good for me. <laughs> <laughs> he was good. Um, He's still playing somewhere. I don't know where. Yeah. Yes, he didn't go in that initial sort of fire sale. No, did he stayed for no. one more season Gave it in the a championship year, yeah. and then he went to Spurs uh, with Canute and Defoe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, we have two games of football this week. Uh, we have a cup game. Uh, we hope that Spurs will play a much weakened team and we suspect they may do because they've or got Or a Vets team would be nice. Yeah. If they could put a Vets team out, it would be good. Yeah. Alan Gilzean. <laughs> Jimmy Greaves. <laughs> Um, Martin Chivers <laughs> Rebrov just bring him back <laughs> Rebrov yeah yeah Luka Modric no <laughs> but he's had a good career hasn't he Luka Modric seems to play every week for Real Madrid yeah he's doing alright a lot of those players at, at Real and Barcelona seem to play every week they don't seem to really get injuries you know they don't seem, they must not run about much <laughs> that's why they're so poor <laughs> He seems to play every week. They all seem to play. Ronaldo plays every week, doesn't yeah. he? They just come out and play every week. Messi plays every week. It's very weird, isn't it's it? Amazing. Uh, yeah, just, just don't get injured. It's because they avoid being tackled. They would get injured <laughs> if they yeah. went to West Ham, I can assure yeah, they you. Would, yeah. yeah, they'd get injured in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Ronaldo would get injured playing left, uh, right back yeah. for, for West Ham, yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely. <laughs> uh, so we've got that game. We, we, we hope they'll play a weekend. Jim... Uh, Jim uh, sent a telegram uh, to this office saying that he thinks we might get something out of that game. Yeah. Hiding? You know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Salmonella in revenge. <laughs> yeah. We'll get Salmonella out of that game in revenge for uh, Gate. Um Yes, yeah, so I'm going to predict... Um, I mean, it's at Wembley, so... Uh, um, Spurs won, West Ham two. The cup game, cup game. What do we think? Pete? Oh, God. I've got a bit of a bad feeling about no, it. Oh, Pete. <laughs> Come on. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll go for... Uh... No, go with your heart. <laughs> well, I don't heart. know. I think 2-0 to, to Spurs. Oh, I think it could be bad news yeah. for Slavon, but I'm, I'm going to go for... Uh, I'm going to go for uh, an extra time defeat. I think, yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think yes. there'll be a, a, yes. a very brave Brave, draw. sterling performance, and then, extra time defeat. Yeah. Yes, that's a good call. I think that's good. that's what's going to happen. Um, Are you talking about uh, just must give the zine another mention. You get in the club shop. Is that oh, right? This, oh, no, this oh, the, right. the zine. The books in the club shop. Books in the club shop, but the zine yeah. is um, available at the True Rib Club over in Hackney Wick. The um, is that the Truman's Brewery? Yeah, exactly. And the the new Hammers Supporters Club location in Stour Space which is also Hackney Wick. Oh, right. So they've moved from Castle Street. Oh. Well, they still have Castle Street. It's right. been renovated, but they've yes. got a new match day location right. in Stower Space, right on the canal, just oh. over from the ground. Oh, Great space, actually. Oh, right, yeah, right. definitely give it, give it oh, a go. Yeah. Um, we should go to the next game, next home So game. it's available with those Brilliant. two places and um, possibly on the Hammers Chat boat as of the next issue against Liverpool. Great. So it's and no online. place like home, the fanzine, uh, and it's a quid, and it's a good yeah. read. You and can't afford not to buy it. It's yeah, a pound. It's, it's insane not to buy it. Yeah. Online as well, mplhzine.com. It's a false economy not to buy it, yeah. in a sense. <laughs> in a sense, ultimately buying it will save you money in the long run. <laughs> because you'll have to get it on eBay uh, in the future. So buy it now while it's a pound. Uh, it's gone up pound five. Folds perfectly to fix any wonky tables. Yes. Handy back pocket size yeah. as well. Yeah. Do you remember, I've got one programme from when they made the match day programme a sort of square thing. It's the season we bought Tevez and Mascherano, because uh, I've got, oh, you yeah, know... It's really like, wide. Yeah, it's it? really yeah. wide, and it's sort of square rather than portrait shape. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, and they didn't do it. It rings a bell, actually. Yeah. So you had to take a briefcase yeah. to the yeah. game yeah. to carry it. Well, I got mine framed and <laughs> yes. carried it into the ground. Yeah, go into like the ground in a sort of frame. Yeah. 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 Like LP cover size. <laughs> Disastrous, and they stopped doing it after yeah. all. So I only buy a programme, one at the beginning, one at Christmas and then one at the end to sort yeah. of settle arguments over scores and stuff right, yeah. doing this podcast because I don't really buy them much I um, so I do have them on a shelf and just that one sticks out massively <laughs> proud from, from all the rest I might um, I might buy a guillotine and guillotine <laughs> it to be the real size so it will be Tevez and half of Maturano on the cover Make that's all size. we ever got of him anyway that's that's right. yeah exactly <laughs> well he was actually um didn't Jermaine Defoe attempt to uh, guillotine him by biting him <laughs> in the away game at Spurs? Uh, yeah, he, he bit Mascherano in an attempt to decrease his overall size. <laughs> yeah, Defoe, the cat they called him because he bit people, not because he was like Peter Bonetti, the Chelsea goalkeeper from the seventies, who was called the cat because he was because he was uh, napping when uh, those goals were scored against him in the nineteen seventy World Cup. He was asleep. Wore a blue goalkeeping jersey, yeah. didn't he? And Benetti in that World Cup. Is he the first to wear gloves? Have I made that up? The first Do goalkeeper just, to wear gloves? the first goalkeeper to wear gloves? That's something to uh, wiki, as well as the derivation of um, yeah. the word zine. zine going yes. to, yeah. So I'm everyone get on Wikipedia. True. The word yeah. zine is in the Oxford English Dictionary, and Peter Benetti was the first <laughs> goalkeeper to wear gloves. Yeah. I really hope he was now. Otherwise, I didn't say that. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> Take it back. Um, yeah. Uh, so very quickly predictions for away at Palace which I'm going to anyone else going to that? no but my brother is Joe's brother's going Joe's why don't we just get your fucking brother on instead of you? This is disastrous. I can't get enough points, you know, because ah, you can't get yeah. points unless you go to away games. Yeah. And what but you can't go make? to away games without points. Despair when you Despair. go all the way to watch an away game. Catch 22. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if Palace. you had 22 points, yeah, catch 22 I'd, I'd be points. happy with 22. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go for a draw against, a one-all draw against. Palace. One-all draw. Yeah, I, think he, yeah, I got a feeling one-all as well. One-all. Yeah. Which you can't say one-all. Uh, Joe's already said one-all. Okay, two-two. Two-two. Two, right. Okay. <laughs> we probably let in a last-minute equaliser. To make yeah, it that two, will sort two. of give uh, Billich's day of execution a draw, won't it? Probably. Yeah. So it quite, what, do you think in the cup and a draw would you reckon that would be? That's, that's got to be gone. Well, he's not. I don't think he's going to go. They're not going to sack him. Do you think? Do I don't you think they're going to sack him. I think a heavy defeat at Palace. Yeah, could go. Yeah, if they get something, probably not. I think we're going to win that 5-1. That's my... Uh, very bold. My, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very bold. All Rice right. hat-trick. This is... <laughs> Declan Rice hat-trick. Don't be silly, Joe. 5-1. <laughs> that's sensible. You're just, you're just ruining my sensible prediction yeah. for the Declan Rice hat-trick. I think Rice will get two. Um, and I think Saeed something will come on and get the other three. Yeah, the oh, Haxa Bodovic. Yeah, yeah. Haxa Bodovic. He'll come and get the other three. Um... All right, this has been uh, Stop Power Time. <laughs> Nearly forgot the name of the podcast uh, in my excitement. With me have been Pete May. Thank you. And Joe Fordham. Thank you. Come on, you irons. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others. And when budgeting for software software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.